Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 57, Arousal of the Senses. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode, where we are going to take a closer look at our senses and how they play an important role, especially in female physical arousal. Now, for the past two weeks, my family and I have had COVID. And right now, Nick has it worse than I do. So he is not going to be joining me for this particular episode. So I'm guessing that most of us know some of the signs and symptoms that come along with having COVID, including a loss of smell. Now, this didn't happen to me until about day 10. I wasn't even completely aware that I had lost my sense of smell until I went to take a shower one night and I could not smell my body wash, which I totally love the smell of. Man, was I ever disappointed when I realized I couldn't smell the deliciousness of the Oil of Olay Pink Peonies Ribbons Body Wash. This is actually something I very much look forward to when I take a shower the smells. Afterwards, I usually use a lotion that has an equally compelling smell to it, one that I pick from Bath and Body Works during the different seasons. I had recently bought a lotion from there called Coconut Cream Pie, and it was just dreamy. And yep, I couldn't smell that either. Now, for someone like me who loves smells, this has been a total bummer. While I still enjoyed relaxing in the hot shower, I realized that a part of the experience for me was missing. And this really got me thinking about our senses and how they play a part in female arousal. And I also started wondering what we are missing out on if we aren't tapping into the potential of our senses and the effect they have on our physical arousal. Now, if you find that you haven't been feeling in the mood much these days, then take a closer look at your senses and see if you are engaging them. Now, for the majority of women, we experience what is called responsive arousal. Now, this means that our levels of arousal are greatly influenced in response to what is going on in our environment. So before we get into some of the specific examples, let's take a minute to really take a closer look at the word responsive, which means giving a reply, something done in response or in reaction, one that matches, imitates, or corresponds to another. To act in response to an action performed elsewhere or by another. Quick to react. Showing interest. Sensitive. Receptive to sense impressions. 
capable of being stimulated or excited by external things, highly responsive, delicately aware of the attitudes and feelings of others, calling for care, tact, or caution in treatment, showing concern for a specified matter, capable of responding to stimulation, and easily or strongly affected or impressed. And sometimes being responsive and sensitive means being easily upset by the things that people think or say about you. But a few of the awesome synonyms for these words are acute, fine, keen, sharp, and perceptive. It implies a readiness to respond to or to be influenced by certain forces or stimuli. Now, isn't that interesting? For me, this was fascinating. Women are ready to respond. We are ready to be influenced. And we want to be influenced by something amazing and something sensational. But what specific forces or stimuli will be powerful enough or moving enough to have the effect on us that we actually want to experience? Now, that's a fabulous question and one that every woman needs to answer for herself. If our husband wants to know the answer, that's great. And they can ask us as well. But we will start to feel much more empowered in our lives and in the sensual part of our lives if we know the answers to these questions ourselves. Now, whatever you're doing right at this moment while you're listening, take a minute to look around at your environment. You will probably notice that as you look around, you will have thoughts that come to your mind about your environment. Some of these thoughts may be pleasant and happy. If that's the case, pleasant and happy thoughts would trigger emotions that are also pleasant and happy. And when we are feeling pleasant and happy, we may find that it feels just a little easier to be open to the idea of being intimate with our spouse. Now, other thoughts, though, might not be so pleasant that come to us about our environment and may, in fact, make us feel kind of annoyed or somewhat bothered and maybe even upset. Remember that one of the definitions of the word responsive means to act in response to an action performed elsewhere or by someone else. Now, let's think about this for a minute. If we look around our environment and see dishes in the sink and think the thought, ugh, dishes, why couldn't my hubby have done them today? It's all going to fall on me again to get things done. We may find that those thoughts do not get us in the mood to be intimate. And that is because we are responding negatively with our thoughts to our environment and the emotions that are also being triggered by those negative thoughts. 
Now, most men experience what is called spontaneous arousal, where one thing can quickly trigger the arousal system to go into effect. Now, I want to take just a minute to really explore the definition of the word spontaneous so that we can have a better understanding of what's taking place. The word spontaneous can be defined as occurring as a result of a sudden impulse or inclination, occurring without premeditation, proceeding from natural feelings, not contrived or manipulated, arising from a momentary impulse, produced from within and without extra human labor, doing things that have not been planned, but that seem enjoyable and worth doing at a particular time, doing things in a natural and often sudden way and without a lot of thought or planning, and finally, proceeding from natural feelings without external constraints. Now, a few important synonyms for the word spontaneous are instinctive, automatic, mechanic, and involuntary. I find it fascinating that automatic is one of the synonyms used, as automatic implies action that engages neither the mind nor the emotions and connotes a predictable response. Instinctive implies a response that does not involve judgment or will. There is also an implication that a man's spontaneous arousal is activated without deliberation in a way that is natural, often sudden, and without a lot of thought or planning. So why is all of this so important? Why is having an understanding of the words responsive and spontaneous important for us as women and as men and as husband and wife to understand? Well, first of all, many of my clients come to me without this knowledge. They don't have a clear understanding of their own arousal system and therefore have a misunderstanding of their spouse's arousal system. And what we need to recognize and celebrate is that they are different and unique to be discovered, explored, and understood more fully and more correctly. They are not meant to be the same. And the goal is not to get our arousal systems to become the same. The goal is to understand the differences between them and to embrace how they work. And unfortunately, most of my female clients come to me somewhat brokenhearted, believing their husband is some kind of untamed and wild animal, a plotting and manipulating beast who only wants one thing from her. But if we really look closely at the definitions for the word spontaneous, we learn that this is not really the case. There isn't much premeditation about when their arousal occurs. There isn't a lot of thought or planning that goes into their arousal showing up. And since women are more geared towards thought and planning, We assume 
that our husbands function that way as well with their arousal, and maybe even more so when it comes to their arousal. But we need to stop doing this and making this assumption about their arousal style. And husbands will also have to stop making their assumptions about the female and responsive style of arousal. Women are more inclined to be in tune with their senses. What we see, hear, smell, taste, and feel, and how our environment affects our senses, well, that can be an adventure all on its own. You could even say that women's arousal is sensational. So my all-time favorite movie is The Notebook. I know, I know. But I just love this movie. Now, there is a scene where Noah is hanging out with the love of his life, Allie, and an old flame shows up at the door. Allie invites her in, and they all end up eating together and hanging out for a while. Now, towards the end of their evening, the old flame tells Noah that Allie is just sensational. Oh, I just love this word. And I remember hearing that in the movie and thinking, ooh, that's something that I want to be. I want to be sensational. So what does it mean to be sensational? It can be defined as of or relating to sensations, of or relating to the senses, tending to arouse interest or curiosity, exceedingly great, unexpectedly excellent, and causing very great excitement. Now, for some reason, even the word sensational can get my senses all fired up. In a good way, of course. But I really love the idea of being sensational, being in tune with the senses in such a way that generates interest and curiosity. Now, let's think about that. Our ability to be that in tune and responsive to our senses could create interest and curiosity in our spouse about us. Isn't that awesome? The more they are interested and curious about us, the more they will want to discover and understand us. This is just amazing. And it simply has to do with us being more in tune with ourselves. I even like the idea of the phrase sensational arousal or even sensational romance because it can really help us focus on our senses and how we are tuning in and tapping into them. Which senses have the biggest effect on you and your mood? If you don't know the answer to that, that's totally okay. But this is an opportunity to get to know yourself even more and to discover this part of yourself more fully. Now look around at your environment again and start with the room that you are in right now. How could you add an element that would ignite your senses and elevate your mood? The awesome thing about answering this question is that every time you see that answer in the room, you will be reminded of this. And that is you being responsive to your environment in a way that you have decided upon 
and in a way that is beneficial to you. You are choosing ahead of time how to set yourself up for success and how to set up the type of responsiveness that you want to experience more often in your life. And this is so empowering. I remember when Nick and I were dating, we ended up being around lavender quite a bit. I think we even went to Park City for one of our dates and ended up looking in some of those cute artsy shops up there that have lots of handmade soaps and little satchels of fresh lavender. And Nick even had a lavender candle that I distinctly remember being lit most of the times that we hung out at his house. Now think about how powerful this is. Whenever I want to feel nostalgic for the ease and carefreeness of our early love, I just have to get the smell of lavender going and I have instantly ignited those fond memories in my mind, as well as the beautiful emotions that are triggered to flow in response. Now, what if we did this for every room in our house? Or what if we were to add something to each room that would ignite our senses in some awesome way? While stress is a huge blocker to feeling in the mood, we could add things that help lower our stress. I know that when I spray a room spray called Sweet Blossoms in my living room, my stress goes down because I know I have just sprayed it after tidying up a bit and I feel like I've accomplished something good. This room spray really helps me feel just a little less stressed. But if we really want to go for it, what can we add that will ignite our sense of being connected to our spouse and even in the mood? Maybe it's lavender. Maybe it's a picture of where you and your hubby first kissed. Maybe it's a framed note. Maybe it's something that reminds you of an inside joke or a sexy memory but something that no one else would know. Maybe it's having the Enigma album on your playlist when you're winding down for the evening. Now that is a beautifully arousing album and one that I highly recommend. Now the wonderful thing about being responsive to our environment is that we have so much control over our environment, especially our home. We can move things around. We can change things out. We can add things or take away things from certain spaces. We can totally create an environment that stimulates our senses, especially stimulates our good thoughts and even our good emotions. This is something we can create for ourselves so that we can feel better and our marriage can benefit from us doing this. Just the other day, I was washing my hands and all of a sudden I thought, I smell coconut. I was so happy because I realized that my sense of smell was barely starting to return. But I was so happy. I wanted it to hurry up already and be in full effect. I wanted to be able to smell my favorite candles and lotions again. I wanted to be able to smell my husband's cologne. Polo blue. Yes, my favorite. 
And even though I can't smell those things to full capacity right now, the excitement of being able to in the near future is very exciting. And it has me thinking lots of good thoughts, even sexy thoughts, which are great for getting in the mood. The more we learn about how our senses affect us, the more we can express it. This is fabulous for communication and is an easy way to communicate something more specific about how we work. We can easily say, oh, I just love the way that this lavender candle relaxes me. Or we could say, man, I know I don't usually listen to Damien Rice, but his latest album really seems to get me in the mood. And we need to remember that intimacy is all about making things more familiar and making things more known, first to ourselves and then to our spouse. Now, as we get to the end of this episode, let's turn to the scriptures and read in Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 2, which says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now, I know that as we take a few minutes to walk around our home and seek to walk in love, we can use our senses to increase our thoughts of love and our feelings of love as well as devotion not only to our spouse and our marriage, but also to our Savior. This next week, let's see if we can tune into our senses just a little bit more. Let's take a closer look at our environment and see what kind of effect it's having on us. Let's move some things around. Let's add a few things that ignite our senses. And let's see if we can add at least one thing that ignites our mind to think good thoughts about our spouse and our marriage. And let's see if it can spark a little flame that makes us want to be closer to them and makes us want to feel a little more connected. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will join us again next week.